to Daily Reflections with Canon Philip Gray. Good morning everyone and uh, welcome to this uh, new form of Daily Reflection. Um, I'm thinking imaginatively about what we might do in terms of reflections and podcasts over the coming days. Um, before I start, this, uh, well first I'd like to express my thanks to those who are helping me immensely technologically to do what we're doing, uh, and particularly uh, Steve Betts, uh, our uh, webmaster, Paul Driver, and also Anthony here at the Vicarage, uh, who's making a lot of this possible. Uh, we have now a YouTube uh, channel page uh, on the YouTube website, so you can visit that, and you'll find there uh, the Mass from Mother and Sunday from last Sunday, and yesterday's Mass, and obviously uh, um, reflections like this too will go on the YouTube channel. Um, I suspect you're accessing this through Facebook at the moment, but we're also hoping uh, in the next few days to create a facility so that you can at least listen, if not view, uh, these uh, podcasts via the website. So look out for that. We're working on a few technical issues with that, but hopefully we'll have that in the next few days. So here's the reflection for today, which is the 26th of March. Let us pray. Keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy. In this time of uncertainty and distress. Sustain and support the anxious and fearful. Lift up all who are brought low that we may rejoice in your comfort, knowing that nothing can separate us from your love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel according to St Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. When he returned from Capernaum to Capernaum, after some days... It was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in the front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralysed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up, and take your mat, and walk. 
But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Many years ago, I was using this text when leading a confirmation group for adults, most of whom were new to the Christian faith or to the church. It was a very diverse group in ages and background. I invited the group to reflect and talk about what can paralyse our lives. Many different potential forms of paralysis were proffered. Grief, sickness, addiction, poverty, broken relationships, injury, be it physical or emotional, disability, unemployment, a previous traumatic experience. We had a very young man in the group. He suddenly blurted out to us all, Oh, I thought he was... He used the vernacular for someone inebriated on a night out. This was what the word paralytic meant to him. It was both funny and revelatory at the same time. However, it was indeed as, authentic, as an authentic contribution as any other in interpreting Jesus' encounter with the paralytic. Our lives are uniquely paralysed at present. For nearly all of us, our normal daily activities have ceased. Many aspects of the life of our nation and the wider world are paralysed too because of COVID-19. Be it aviation, many people's employment, or even things as simple as going to the shops or to church, we suddenly find ourselves in a strange suspension or liminality. Then there is the unmeasurable damage this may be doing to the mental and emotional well-being of us all. Fear, isolation, loss of self-worth and the like can instigate different forms of paralysis within and without. St Mark appears to bring at least two distinct perspectives to the way he tells this story. The first is that, within his Gospel, it begins a series of stories about the conflict his ministry brings with the religious leaders of his day. Secondly, as St Mark so often does, he links different stories together. And immediately before this account of Jesus healing the paralytic, he has given us the story of Jesus healing a leper. The leper was excluded from normal life because of his disease. The paralytic is shut off because of his paralysis, though we're never told its cause or causes. It is this latter aspect 
which makes the biblical scene so potentially redolent for us today. There was no way that the paralytic could get to Jesus without the help of his friends. Their role in this healing and transformation is vital. When our lives are paralysed, we need each other. The symbolism of the actions of the paralytic's friends can easily pass us by as we read the, or hear the story. They carry him on a simple stretcher or mattress up onto the roof of the house. Mark is very deliberate in telling us that there are four of them. The roof that they dismantle to get him to Jesus would almost certainly have been made of twigs, matting and earth. The verb used to describe what they do we might translate as burrow or dig. It is the same verb in Greek that would be used for digging a grave. St Mark appears to be creating an image of what would happen at a burial as the earth is dug to make the grave and the four men lower the person into it. There is no account of Jesus' resurrection in St Mark's Gospel, just a message to the fearful at an empty tomb. But here, at the beginning of the Gospel, we're given a story of new life and resurrection for one whose life is paralysed. A new life and resurrection which comes through the loving action of faithful friends and Jesus' release from whatever paralysed him and held him on that stretcher. We are experiencing new forms of paralysis in these unprecedented days and it is difficult and distressing. These may well exacerbate our existing paralyses, be they physical, mental or emotional. We need our friends. We are called to reach out to others. The need is mutual and reciprocal. Our faith, though, can be transformational in this too. Just as the action of friends enabled the paralytic to break into that house, so the kindness and thoughtfulness of others, combined with our own faith, can enable us to know the presence of the risen Lord in our own homes. In the same way, we can encounter him in his love, forgiveness and hope. Just as we know that this national paralysis will not be forever, and we look forward to finding life again in all its fullness, so our faith in Christ holds out to us the same hope of healing and salvation. He seeks our freedom and liberation from all that confines our lives and offers whatever love, forgiveness or grace that we may need. Finally today, along with our nation, 
we hold in our thoughts and prayers all who stand on the front line of the Ministry of Healing. As many of you know, my father died last year after living with cancer for a good number of years. The care he received from the nurses of our National Health Service was exemplary. This experience informs my prayers for all those who are sacrificially offering care today and at significant personal risk and cost. Many of you will have had similar experiences and we pray today for the essential transformational work that they undertake for every individual who is sick and for our whole nation. So let us pray. Gracious God, give skill, sympathy and resilience to all who are caring for the sick, and your wisdom to those who are searching for a cure. Strengthen them with your spirit, that through their work many will be restored to health, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God of compassion, be close to all those who are ill, afraid or in isolation. In their loneliness be their consolation. In their anxiety be their hope. In their darkness be their light. Through him who suffered alone on the cross, but reigns with you in glory, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God, who raised from the death of sin, raise you too to new life in Christ. May he keep you from falling and set you in the presence of his glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you today and always. Amen.